Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. As you know, I've been committed in the past weeks to bring you guests that can also ease the situation about what we're going through with the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm excited to have Walid Nasir, who is the head of products at Virtual Force and a COVID-19 Intel advisor. He's helping businesses realign in wake of disruptions by adopting state-of-the-art infrastructure tools and a globally distributed workforce. Hello, Walid, how are you doing? Hi, Leticia, how's it going? All good, all good. I understand you're all holed up because you are in New York City, correct? That is correct. Uh, you may hear my, my kids screaming in the background because I'm working from home today. So <laughs> that's okay. My apologies. No, that's okay. I think part of the charm of this whole period, and uh, I mentioned it on my coronavirus special episode, is that we're all becoming a little bit more lenient, more tolerant. We are becoming better people as it is just through the, this whole process, right? Yeah, that's that's right. So great. Well, it's great to have you. And, and as I said on the intro, uh, we are very interested in, in, in you know, giving people and, and, and the back to basic audience a little bit of, you know, what we always give them, which is motivation and inspiration, but also some tools that they can use through these difficult times. Because no matter if you're a CEO, if you're a business owner, or if just an employee, you know, and you just go and, and maybe lost your job. I mean, everybody is being disrupted right now. Now. There's no difference. So any advice that we can get from a COVID-19 Intel advisor? Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I'm obviously curious to, to know how you got there. But I want to know first a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally? Uh, tell us about your childhood. What, what did you enjoy? That, th those early and tender years. What can you share with us? Sure. Um... Uh, interestingly, I was born in Saudi Arabia. That's where my parents were, uh, you know, back then, um, originally from Pakistan. Um, grew up in Saudi Arabia, went for high school in, in, in Pakistan, and then came to U.S. Um, growing up, I was a very shy um, kid, just uh, limited myself and my activities to the things that I was supposed to be doing. And didn't really create a lot of trouble, uh, is what I hear from my mom, uh, you know, saying about me. That's good. How old were you when you arrived in the U.S.? Um, I was 25. Okay, so you were already, you know, a man, basically. How hard <laughs> was that? No, because it makes a difference. I always ask this question because it's different if you move to a place when you're six and you barely remember what it was to be back home, or if you're 15, where you're in the middle of, like, teenage years, which are, I think, the worst to me for me to move. But you were, a, you know, a man leaving your country behind. How was arriving in the U.S.? 
Uh, well, for me, it has been an amazing experience because I came to U.S. as a Fulbright Scholar, uh, which was an, an exchange uh, scholarship program, um, and you know, studying at the University of Michigan, studying computer science, doing research, uh, and like didn't really experience the American life until I went back and then came back to U.S. again for to Yale for for my business degree and started working in 2015. So I'm, I still consider myself fresh off the boat. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but living in New York uh, has uh, has been pretty fascinating because uh, in, in my view, living in New York is like living, uh, like spending a year here is like spending three years elsewhere. Uh, it's just the, the, the pace of life is really fast and you get to experience uh, a lot more uh, because of the, you know the variety of things that the city has to offer, so I'm, I've been fortunate in that regard. Yeah, I I I totally agree. It's uh, probably my favorite city in the whole world, and I cannot imagine. Now you're living it. You're holed up in New York, which is a city. If if one cannot imagine a city that stopped, is New York City. Even unfortunately during the 9/11 tragedy, the city. Yeah, it was stopped as you knew it, but there was so much going on anyway that it wasn't stopped. This is like people not even being on the streets. So I think that's very much a unique situation that we're going through right now. Yep. And so, and what, what do you, well, we're jumping, we're not, I'm not going to use my regular format here, but there's so much interesting things that you just said. So from live in New York, like obviously you were coming from, from very different type of city and, and background. What did you like in terms of, did you end up studying in University of Michigan and Yale? What do you like? Like, would you consider that you're living your passion? You studied what you were passionate about? Yes, definitely, and um, and especially my transition uh, into business and finance was also pretty fascinating because uh, being an engineer and combining that with with like a business education uh, did extend uh, my horizon uh, in so many different ways, and uh, and you know in the wake of recent uh, happenings and the, you know, the the COVID situation unfolding. Uh, that itself has been a tremendous journey for myself uh, because I have been personally affected by it. My wife is a physician. Uh, she's on the front lines and she got sick. And that really transpired into me kind of like waking up to this cause and doing this full time. So I literally have taken a sabbatical from, from my employer. Uh, and I, I told them I want to focus on this uh, and this alone for the next three months. Um, it's, uh, I know it's short lived. It's, uh, it's going to, we're going to be, uh, past it very, you know, very, very soon, but, um, you know, being in a situation where the people exposed to, uh, to me, my parents are in New York as well and being quarantined by the hospital for, for a few weeks. Uh, I did go through a lot of, uh, moments of like what, like thinking about, uh, you know, my family and, you know, like what they really mean to me, and and this really transpired into uh, into what I'm doing now, uh, which is just building products surrounding uh, COVID-19, uh, which was what I was already doing as part of Virtual Force, uh, but in in a different capacity. Wow, that's powerful! And hopefully, is your wife okay right now? She's in quarantine. She's been exposed to uh, coronavirus, um, uh, but they haven't uh, tested her yet because the symptoms haven't been obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but p- apparently, uh, you know, a bunch of her colleagues were also exposed, and they're all in quarantine right now. Yeah, well, and so so are we. 
Well, that's that's admirable. You know, it's uh, part of what uh, I've been talking in the in the episodes. It's I feel that we're living a moment where, as human beings, we have to step it up and we have to raise to the occasion and, and, and to a higher mission. And so what you're saying is very inspirational in the sense that, you know, you have your life and now, yeah, it touched you and you are motivated to, to help others during this time. So there's definitely, I'm sure, a mixture of feelings, right? You're dealing with your own family and you have how many kids? Uh, just one, one son, okay. uh, 10 months old. Oh, wow. So, yeah, definitely you have uh, your plate full. And uh, now your your <laughs> wife in quarantine. I can I can only imagine. And you're at the epicenter of the U.S. Uh, pandemic, so to speak. So in in within all the time, how do you find the inspiration and time and focus to develop and and to help others? Because I understand you're trying to help uh, business owners and advising uh, also CEOs on on how to keep your business going and and to to create if you don't have a business continuity plan. Correct. That's yeah. That's that's right. That's a great question. So. I think the reality that this is way beyond us. I just feel that I am uh, personally very insignificant. We're all pretty sign- insignificant compared to what we are dealing with. And, um, um, you know, I just thought to myself, like, what is it that I could possibly do to make a meaningful dent um, in, in, in the universe? And um, having almost faced the brink of extinction in, in some capacity, I also, you know, thought a lot about what did I really do in life? Yes, all these credentials are great. Um, uh, you know, having a great job, a job is, is a great thing. But what what would have given me uh, a sense of fulfillment? And I came to a realization that just like doing, adding value, doing something beneficial for uh, for the rest of us, and and helping others uh, is, is perhaps the only thing that was uh, that I would have wished uh, to have done more. Uh, so I, I basically kind of steered in that direction and uh, I have focused all of my efforts in that direction. So, for example, I'm now building a um, – so with the, with the epidemic, uh, the hospitals are the main bottleneck. Uh, you know, they have, they have limited capacity and hospitals are uh, show, showcasing these numbers that they're seeing in terms of the confirmed uh, cases and, and – uh, deaths, deaths, and what have you, um, but that's the very, very, very tip of the iceberg. Like we don't even know what rest of the population uh, is like. So I just took it on myself to build an app where where people can track, self-report, uh, potentially self-diagnose. So we're working with a team of infectious diseases expert uh, to um, to kind of figure out a, a solution that that you know can get in the hands of the population uh, and so that they can start reporting it. Uh, to have another data set for for the states and, uh, and 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 the hospitals to see what the what the rest of the population might look like. Uh, similarly, I've, uh, I'm building on a, a COVID game, uh, so it's like a you know a way to keep yourself entertained with everybody being forced to work from home. Mm-hmm. There has been a significant uptick. Like you can't find PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. out there. So uh, just uh, it's like a way to, you know, uh, knowing that uh, human beings also need entertainment and with us confined, uh, the gaming industry uh, is uh, is also, you know, being impacted and people are looking for new avenues for entertainment. So I'm just building a, a COVID game where people can shoot down the virus mm-hmm. <laughs> wherever it shows up in there. So it's like a mixed reality kind of uh, an application where you can, pro- the, 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 you can project it on your 
uh, room or wherever you are, you know, sitting, and you can, uh, you know, fight with the virus with your. Uh, <laughs> you we can people. let we can let all this anger out, right? And and yes, <laughs> and get our own response. So, I, and honestly, even, even this like may may not mean anything in in the grander scheme of things. But you know, all of us ha have a role to play, uh, and and so that that's that's what it really boils down to. Well, I definitely um, congratulate you because it's, I, I feel that many times we feel that sense of urgency to step it up and say I can do something more and it's not often that people say you know let's just do it and you're recognizing that it's a unique time where we are not going out most of us uh, we are not on, on mandatory lockdown in Florida where I'm at but me and my family have been self-isolated for the past 12 days Yep. understanding that this is the magnitude of what we are facing here. And it's the only thing we can do. And, and it's something I personally struggle with because I understand and I'm a business owner. And trust me, I understand the financial impact this has. But at the same time is what kind of decision do we make and why is it motivating us, right? When you say, well, every, everybody's going to get infected anyway and we're going to lose part of the population. And that's how you hear some leaders talking. And I totally understand, you know, when you see it like that, it's very black and white. But when those 18,000 people that so far this uh, virus has claimed globally uh, are your grandparents or your parents or someone you know, that takes a very different perspective. Or your wife, exactly. God forbid, that she gets well soon. But, you know, this, when you put a face to that, then it's, it's, it cannot be all about money and the economy. Th yeah, that's so true. And uh, and the, the fact that financially as well, uh, this has been, This is wreaking havoc you know, all over the globe, and so many people are going out of jobs, or are going to go out of jobs potentially. And having studied finance, uh, you know, also added misery to my um, the, the 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 internal like conflicts that I'm going through. Like, on more people are are going to get go bankrupt than it might potentially kill, right? So. There is there is a very uh, you know, like there is a very fine balance between like where do you draw the line um, because we as human beings also need to continue to to like thrive and 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 um, stay afloat. Um, so seeing uh, the entire city empty you know, does does scare me uh, because you know if if an economic hub of of that size you know is stopped like th that itself could have a lot of repercussions. So, uh, but I hear you. It it, it is um, a very challenging time for for all of us. Yeah, and and I think uh, how we are dealing with at least me and my husband and and the family is like we have to do with what feels right for us. Like even if mm -hmm. I'm not on the high risk segment and my kids, you know, I cannot just go around walking like if nothing happened. I just couldn't do it. And uh, the, the problem is we're sharing the world with a lot of people that have no problem doing exactly that. And, yep. Yep. and, and I think that's, that's where the, the conflict uh, comes up. But, well, you, you've told us bits and pieces of what you're working on. Is there anything in particular, like any advice you have for businesses uh, who were not set up from working from home? Um, this is also something new for all of us. What, what can you share in terms of that aspect of things? Yeah, you're absolutely right. This came as a surprise for for everyone. And my only advice for businesses is that 
you, like you guys need to act like right now, like right now. Um, the re- rethink, reinvent, uh, transform, change. Um, we, uh, you know, if anything, this is this is going to be a big change for all of us um, uh, at at an economical level and also at a personal level. So. Be braced the change. Uh, I understand. Um, like some 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 people may not be impacted by this. Like my wife, uh, you know, being a physician, she she's going to do just fine. Obviously, the exposure part is is there, but healthcare industry is going to just fine. If anything, they're going to grow in terms of like uh, you know hires and whatnot. But other industries may not. So for those people, it's really important for them to rethink how they do business and take new actions, activate new talent, activate new skills, um, and, uh, you know, get more digital savvy, for example, uh, you know, get more cost conscious. Uh, those are the things that if, you, you know, if they're taking uh, actions on now, can save them a lot of headache down the road and potential risks down the road. So uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, activity, um, you know, people changing jobs and so on. Um, in the near future, so now now would be a good time to just uh, like re- rethink and recalibrate. I think that's a, a great advice, and I always say that any opportunity you have. Well, when I came to the U.S., I was 22, so I, we weren't that far apart in age. But uh, I really took it as an opportunity to reinvent myself. Like there were things about me that I did not like, but you know, when you've been with the same people, like I went into the same school for 17 years, pre-K to high school. So sometimes your old environment doesn't allow you to to change, right? But when you have an opportunity to reinvent yourself and now make those changes, it's really unique. And I totally agree with you. I think we can rebrand ourselves and rethink. And that's why I also feel that uh, through this podcast, which I'm also not doing for any major motivation other than I like and I enjoy when people say, oh, something your guest said or you said resonated with me and I, and I made a few changes and, and, and it's going great. I think this is a time to do just that, going back to basics, rethink, and, and embrace change, as, as you very well said. In our case, and I, I'm going to share this uh, with you, and, and, and since you uh, talked about physicians, it, the communications industry, which is my industry, you know, those workers that build the cellular networks uh, for the longest time have been like obscured in a way, because now we take the phone for granted and we forget that there's real people doing the work out there and uh, Mm. believe it or not during these days there was this whole uh, debate if the communication workers were or were not essential to the economy and to the and and to our life and of course to me it's like of course we're essential right everybody's using their phone as you said everybody (laughs) it's streaming netflix uh, that doesn't happen on its own but even that like so i told so we were saying this is an opportunity for our workers to to really re rebrand themselves and gain that recognition that they haven't had for the longest time yeah i i couldn't agree more so i think that uh, you leave us with a great point uh walid and and definitely you know um I think we're going to be hearing more of you. I'm going to put all your contact info in the show notes. And, uh, you know, I leave it open for you for any final thoughts you may want to share to close the episode. 
Well, thank you so much for the uh, uh, for the opportunity, first of all, and uh, just uh, just wanted to get the word out there that uh, uh, I'm doing all of this pro bono, and uh, we have set up um, COVID-19 Intel Advisory uh, Group, which is a, a group of experts who are helping businesses in different capacities. For example, we have like leadership coaches who are helping leaders kind of think through uh, uh, all of this. Um, uh, career coaches who are helping people uh, navigate their career choices, um, but we also have like growth hackers and um, you know financial advisors, bankruptcy lawyers who are uh, just helping businesses uh, kind of navigate different options and um, to reach out. Uh, and I will, I will be happy to uh, to put put people in touch with whoever may be able to help out. Wow, that's that's really amazing and inspirational. And I thank you on behalf of everybody that's going to benefit from that, that that's good work. And the fact that you're putting it pro bono and, and paying it forward, that, that speaks a lot about you. So I'm very, very happy to have had you in Back to Basics. I think we're going to be hearing more of more of you. And of uh, best of luck to your wife. I wish her a, a fast recovery and stay safe up there. Thank you so much, Atisha. Thank you, Ali. Take care. Yeah, take care. Bye.